Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Woke Agent. I am your host, Tiffany Jarvis, and I am a local real estate agent here in Lexington, Kentucky. This is the podcast where I talk to my friends in the real estate business about how they run their business, their opinions, their outlooks on the industry ahead, and just generally how they stay woke. Uh, we do deals with these people all the time. We don't know anything about them. They're just here and then they're gone in 30 days. And I am here to change that. I want to know who you are. My guest today is Nick Markovich. Hello. Hey. Thank you for being in my Wokeridge. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get you to come on for a little, a little bit of time now. But you're a busy gentleman. So you were on uh, Bob's team. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I want to know what that's like. Uh, so being a Bob's team, there's a lot that goes into it. So I mean, we do have you know be there in the morning, and so on. So there's structure to like it. Like five systems. days a week. Uh yeah. Okay. I mean, you, I mean it's honestly where you are self-employed. You know, you're you're on your own, but at the same time, there's structure there's to structure. it. There's structure. The systems yep. put in place. So like, if you follow the structure and the systems, you'll succeed. And if you don't, well. Well, you've been there. Um, so you and I were both at Remax Elite. Um, you had left, I think, uh, you had left quite some time before I did. Right. I just recently left, and you went to Keller Williams um, Greater Lex. Yeah, Greater Lex, and that was in, if I'm not mistaken, it was April of last year. Okay, and you left to be on Bob's team, or mm-hmm. did you just leave and you joined, and, and Bob was like, hey, man, come on my team. Like, uh, No, I mean, I'll... I left because of Bob, so he recruited okay. me in. I mean, we started talking about it kind of in February. Okay. And then March was kind of getting everything together, and then April is when I switched. Okay, so you came from a, just being a single agent at Remax, and then you you went to this team for uh, structure, I'm sure for leads. Um, I think it's a great move for people that, you know, if you're like, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit, I don't want to fork out tons and tons of money for leads. I think it's a great idea to go to a team, you know, and if you need that little bit of structure in your life, I'm a super, super type A, mm-hmm. like, kind of person. Um, so, so you went over there and did it, did it just blow up your business? Did it change your life? Uh, honestly, yeah, it did. Having the system set up was a big change for me. And then the scripts, you know, that's something that as a new agent, if you don't have the right mentorship or training, you don't really pay attention to, but, Having the right scripts, having the right, uh, let's say when someone, you know, someone has uh, something to say and then you have a way to say it back and know exactly what you're talking about, that made a big difference. Because uh, before, like, I'd be, like, for sale by owners and so on. It's terrifying, It's isn't terrifying. It? You know, I'd be afraid to go up to the door because if they yeah. actually had, what's that called, when they have something to say back to you? Uh, like a, I know, what you're, I know right. what you're saying. Yeah, when they say something and you have no... You don't know what to say back. Objections. You know. There you go. Thank Objections. you. Objections. <laughs> and if you don't have any objection handlers and knowing how to reply to them or know exactly what you're talking about, it, it does get scary. Um, honestly, I think I spent over $3,000 in marketing when I was on my own and didn't make a single phone call off those marketing leads yep. because, you know, not the knowing. Fear. Exactly. It's a lot of fear. Exactly. So I, um, I Bob is coming on next yeah. week and I am, I am so excited to talk to him. <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm so glad that you're here because someone mm-hmm. that's on his team that, that works, that does this in practice, I, I have heard now, I don't, I don't really know too much about that team. I just, I know you and, and DJ, right. um, I don't know if there's any other people on it uh, there right is. now. There so is. So there's five of us agents. Uh, there's okay. Clay Wilson, there's Brandon Cox and there's Melissa Harris. And um, then you too. And then me and DJ. Yes. Yeah, so and then he fun. has other like admin work, admin people too. Yeah, we have Brooke and then we have Miranda as well. Okay, so that is an eight-person team. Mm-hmm. Jeez, man. Yeah. So that's a lot of people to manage. Right. Exactly. And well, Bob does it well. So he does. I mean, he keeps the energy really popping around the office. Is he in every day? Does he come every in? Day. He's the first one there. That's awesome. So honestly, I think he's there by like six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. That is a, I mean, that's the the mega mentality, the Keller Williams that you know structured these mega agents. I mean, their day is mapped out. Mm-hmm. It's it's planned out. 
I have heard that you all do a lot of cold calling. Is it true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a big portion of. What I'm we a do. cold caller too, so uh -huh. I'm I'm super interested in people that do it. Um, I wanna I wanna read you I wanna read you something, and we this is totally off the cuff. Like uh -huh. he had no idea that I was gonna do this, but I wanna read you a quote that was on our Elbar page okay. recently. This is an agent. I cut the name off. I don't even know who it is. <laughs> It says, I think agents who are calling expired listings are pretty desperate anyways, and they probably don't care. It took all that I had to not write on there. Oh, yes. Bob is very desperate. Like, <laughs> please. Please. Right, you know? right. Yeah, I'd say a lot of people, a lot of agents were looking at that quote and probably thought it was Bob's team. Uh, but I mean, that's just the hustle that we go through. Not not the hustle of the hustle, but I'm just saying that we no, put, it's a hustle. Yeah, like, we put in the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're on the phones. I mean, we're in the are office you, at 820. Are you using Red X? What are you using? Uh, we use Red X and then, Vulcan. of course, Red X is the big one that we use. Okay. Uh, Vortex. Yep. Um, and then, of course, Mojo. Mojo for yes, calls. Yes, the dialer. The dialer, yeah, exactly. So you are, so me as just a single agent, I'm a cherry picker. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I pay for expired leads, predominantly uh, ones that had expired, you know, months ago, year ago, whatever. Right. I like the old. Um, I don't have a dialer, so I just, I straight up cherry pick what I want to call, and then I, I call them on my phone. But you guys are doing dialers, so it just goes through the system, and it just calls and calls until you got somebody on the phone. Mm. So you're not necessarily cherry-picking what you want. Uh, no, a lot of times we're not cherry-picking what we want. You just call them and, like, hey, if it works, it works. <laughs> well, I mean, we see what listings they are and so on, so we make sure that we're not calling anything that's like a withdrawn listing. Mm -hmm. uh, so we make sure that it is actually expired, so that way we don't have any issues later on with other agents, which I think How? Uh, some people think that we do. It's some a lot of people do think that you yeah. do, and I, I think it's uh, Bob has this reputation, and I think it's very it's misguided. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of people don't know him that that say these things or whatever about the team. And what I think about Bob is that he he's kind of a disruptor. Mm -hmm. Like he came in, he's this dude from like Florida. You know, he's yeah, Mister Miami. Like he. He's not, he's a stranger to Lexington and this blue blood, you know, there's, that's a lot of the big agents are just blue bloods here. Right. You know, mom and dad's whole real estate and, and my, you know, whatever. And Bob just came in and was like, nope, not me. And just blew it up. Yeah. There's much, much respect when it comes to that, where he literally wasn't here for more than, honestly, I'd say what, less than seven years, six yeah. years. And to be able to disrupt the real estate market so much, I mean, that's It's impressive. crazy. Are you all working? So are you, you're on the phone every day? Uh, yeah. I mean, like cold call? We set, we set up time. So like, let's say we're all at the office at 8.20. So 8.20 in the morning, we're all at the office. We do Darren Daily. So we, you know, we have that motivational kind of like a video, everything in the morning, 10 minutes. And then for 30 minutes, we do the script practice, uh, you know, some kind of study or we have a guest speaker come in. So wow. inspectors. You know, CPAs, financial advisors, and everything. Like so, that. is that just for the team, or is that the whole the whole office? Uh, that's for the team, but I mean, if other wow. agents other agents want to stop by, and that's cool. Learn as well; they can always. Stop I by. would yeah. like that. Would be awesome. Uh, so, you get started on the phones at nine. Yeah, nine o'clock. And how long do you go? Every agent's different, so depending on if you have meetings, showings, whatsoever, you know, that's that's kind of how it works. Okay. You do want to put a certain amount of time on the phones. I mean. You know, if you if you do your research ahead of time, you'll know how many calls you have to make to get it nurtured. To yeah, get it's contact. quite a lot. Exactly. It's a Especially lot. Especially right now. So would you tell people out there, if you're a new agent and you don't really have a lot of business, maybe you're selling a million and you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm so frustrated. Mm -hmm. Would you tell them to just pick up the phone? Oh, yeah. How do you get over that fear? Get over that fear? Um Scripts? The scripts. Knowing your scripts. Knowing the objections. Having the objection handlers. Knowing exactly what you need to say. Um, oh, I mean, honestly, knowing real estate. So, I mean, if just being able to pick up the phone, I think repetition and just hearing the objections that people throw your way would definitely help instead of not picking up the phone. So, like, if you want to, if you want the business, you got to ask for it. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the f first and foremost. That's true. Um, so, you... 
you went to Keller Williams. Why? You know, obviously for, for this team structure, but why did you leave another, you know, you left a, a even bigger brand, mm-hmm. really. Um, why Keller Williams? Uh, Keller Williams, well, the profit sharing is one thing that they have, but a big part is the training. So not just the team training, but the office training, they hold, I mean, they hold trainings almost every day. Classes all Classes the time. Classes all the time. It's something, you know, if one agent's not teaching, then administrative's teaching. If they're not teaching, I mean, there's always something going on. There's always something you're invited to. Um, and they have it every week. Every single week, there's something going on. So that Bob's team isn't quite, is it quite structured like that traditional model of you're a buyer's agent and you're a listing agent? Or is it, because I see, like, mm-hmm. I, I see you on listings and I see Dustin, you know, I see DJ on listings. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's not just, oh, I'm just a buyer's agent. Is it kind of everything? Uh, when you start out, you do start out as a buyer's agent. And then once you have rep built up, so like once you get to a certain amount of buyers that you deal with on a monthly basis, then, you know, there'll be listings that come your way. I mean, you can always start on listings, but dealing with buyers is, from my experience, is there it's not that it's easier to deal with but it's it's for a new agent it'd be a lot easier to deal with buyers instead it's quicker, of it's quicker maybe yeah. yeah i'd say quicker quicker turnaround and so on as well and it's it's easier than i mean that's easier than a script i mean, scripts are hard <laughs> yeah that is hard and but i'll be honest like i i don't call as much as i used to i will never i won't sit here and be like i'm on the phones like i want to mm-hmm. be but i don't I guess I I I, w- I could say I don't have the time, but like it's really just an excuse, you know. There's a lot of fear still there, even though I've been doing this for years. But you know, I don't have a script, but I just pick up the phone and call people, and I figure like, hey, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I've never really had anybody get mad or scream at me or yell at me. Um, I'm sure you have if you're doing it in big volume. Like right, I'm sure right. it happens. I mean, it does happen. You know, sometimes. What do you, how do you handle that? Do you, I mean, do you just be like, "Oh, bye"? <laughs> no, I mean, we we talk it through. I mean, a lot of times I feel like people are just having a bad day. You know, so they'll call. You'll call back in a week or so. Let's say if it's you call them back. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. Oh God. Well, I mean, because like for sale for sale by owners, for example, right? They're selling on their own. They haven't sold it for one week. They haven't sold it for two weeks. We're gonna call them back because we we do want to help. You know, it's a lot of times seeing if it's on the market for you know over a certain amount of time. You know, first two weeks, of course, a neighbor or a family member will buy the house. But after that, it's like it, it just it's something that we can help with. And if we're allowed to get the more exposure for the property. Yeah, we're going to call them back in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks to make sure. Wow. I mean, do you would you prefer working for sale by owners versus expired? Uh, from where I am with my experience, yeah. you know, when it comes to certain different agents who have been doing it longer, expired listings come at them easier. But I do have a fear of expires to a point. So I do like to call them for sale See, by I'm owners. See, I'm the, total, I'm the yeah. other way. I'm like Fisbos. I'm like... <laughs> Uh, last year, I think I, I think I listed one mm-hmm. and, and it was in my own neighborhood and I followed them for months, but you know, right. one like, <laughs> oh, cause yeah, ex- I, you know, I think I just got to get over that hurdle because expired listings are people that have been a- listed with an agent, you know, and sometimes the agents, uh, you know, are either inexperienced or not getting the right exposure for the property. So it would probably be easier to deal with expires than it is for sale by owners. I just haven't got over that hurdle just yet. Oh, wow. Um, so let's, you are, you are from Ukraine. Yeah. You born. said, um, when did you, when did you come here? Uh, so I was 18 months. I mean, I was really young. Oh, was, you were, so you're, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty much almost born here, but yeah, I was born there and then we moved to Seattle, Washington and we're there from 93 to 2005 before we moved to Kentucky. Okay, so you and but you went to high school. You went to um, Jasmine. Yeah, I went to Jasmine County. Okay, so you're you're kind of a local, like at at this point. I feel like you've been here a long time. Right. Yeah, I'd say from 2005 till now. So I mean, pretty much know this area really well. So. So um, I sent you the Newsday piece. We I talk about it every podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like super interested in it, and I'm really interested in. People that are not from here or that look a little different and, and how their experience has been here. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily you growing up in, you know, Jasmine County. I don't know what that was like. I mean, it's it's fairly rural, you know, but right. um, 
uh, just getting into the real estate business, have you, do you feel like you have to work harder than other people? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, like you were saying earlier, like Blue Bloods, you know, people that know a lot of people from here, so they have the connections. When it comes to, like, Bob, for example, or like me, it's still, we have to, I mean, we have to reach out for the business. You know, a lot of times I feel like when I got into real estate, I thought, once you have that badge, once you're a realtor, people, people are just going to come to you. Calling. Yeah. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, that misconception catches on real quick. But some people, they do. Yeah. Some people, they really do. Like, yeah, the people that have been, let's say, their parents are in the business or their grandparents, and it's just kind of like generation after generation. So for yeah. others, it's just you have, to, you have to kind of... I'm always jealous of those. I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm from eastern Kentucky. Like, I, don't, I built a business on strangers, right. and I think, you know, Bob probably did the same thing, and, you know, you probably did the same thing. Yeah. Like, I don't have any... I don't have friends that are calling me from Corbin and being like, I want to buy a house. Like, they ain't got no money. Right. <laughs> so, so, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I'm just curious about that. And how do you, you know, I talked to Eli on the show. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Eli. I love him. I, I think what Lifestyle's doing is really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, in, I'm into it. And he has a brokerage that's really, really diverse. And I asked him... You know, how does, how does LBAR, how does NAR look like lifestyle? And what do you think? I mean, how do we get people from, you know, first generation from Ukraine or from mm-hmm. Mexico or from wherever they're from? How do we get, how does LBAR get those people to, to sell real estate? Right. I mean, I feel like Kentucky overall, the diversity is not as big, let's say, as like the states on the east or the west coast, you know, because there's quite a bit more diversity there. So here, I'm honestly, the way I got into it was just being exposed to it, you know, and where a lot of times coming from different countries, like in Ukraine, real estate isn't what it is here. You know, there's no such thing as realtors out there selling houses. Now there might be, but I mean, for like people, you know, like my parents, baby boomers and so on, there was no such thing as like the real estate profession. Okay. So I think for a lot of people, they just don't know that it's out there and what exactly it consists of. So do you still have family there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have quite a bit. And of you, do you go back there sometimes? And yeah, I went there two and a half, three years ago. So how does how does it work? Let's say you, let's say you wanted to move back. Okay. And you know how does that work? How do you? How do you buy a house? Everything's for sale by owners. I mean, there's... You just have to go... You had to... Do you just, like, go and knock on someone's door and be like, hey, you know, I like your house. Will you sell it to me? Honestly, yeah. Door knocking and Cassius Kane. You come over there. I mean, my grandpa just sold this house, and he was there. And he just reached out to some of his friends. He's like, hey, I'm selling my house. They brought fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 to this house, and that was that. <laughs> wow. Like, I mean, how do they... Do they, I mean, they go through attorneys and do, you know, sign the deed and do all that stuff too? Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. There'll be an attorney, you just go down to the courthouse, you know, sign it over, and that's it. So there's no like liens or anything on properties there. You're not going to find that. What does it look like there? I mean, what does, you know, I I talked to Joy Murphy Mm -hmm. and she's from Long Island and, and she talked about what it looks like and, you know, I'm just curious. Like, I've never been to Ukraine, so it's cold, right? Uh, like, <laughs> Well, I mean, people, yeah, people associate it with, like, cold weather, five, six feet of snow. But uh, one of the reasons my dad moved to Kentucky back in 2005 was because the environment, the climate was like Ukraine's. So it's very similar here. Really? Yeah, it's not actually. Like, Russia. The, Such a misconception, yeah, man. I was the further cold. you get into Siberia, then maybe you have a lot more snow. But Ukraine will get snow in the winter, but in the summer... It's feels like, like here. here. Exactly. It's got all the climate. It's got all the seasons, is what I mean to say. I mean, Ukraine has been in the news so much lately. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of things going on. Have you ran into um, issues with people saying anything about what's going on now in your business? Have you ever had clients, you know, come to you and be like, oh, hey, Ukraine, you know? Right. <laughs> They'll bring it up, but I guess we're you know, the news at first was really big about it, and now it's kind of hush-hush a lot. It, people will, like, say something like, hey, what about Ukraine? You know, what's going on there with, uh, what, what was that one? You're like, dude, I'm not an expert. Yeah. <laughs> what was that one politician? I've been here for years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they'll say something about, you know, the money laundering or whatever's going on, and it's like, I really don't know much about it. Is that racist? I mean, Maybe it's, a little. I think it's more of they just want to connect. 
on a different level where it's like, hey, listen, I know about your country. And it's like, okay. Hey, money laundering. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm curious if, if you, if, I mean, you, you saw, you saw the new state piece. I mean, mm-hmm. you saw like, and I'm, I'm curious if, if clients in, are treating agents like that, that are different, that are not blue blood, you know, old white men, like, right. Because in the, in the piece, it was agents discriminating against the clients, mm-hmm. but I am sure that there are clients out there that do it to, to you or to, you know what I mean? Right. Um, the race car, I mean, it hasn't really been played on me. I mean, the age, the age thing. I get that too. You're right. The age thing is probably the biggest kind of adversary that I get. But when it comes to like the race, I don't look like a typical Ukrainian per se. You know, it's got that mixed international kind of look. So no one really kind of discriminates against that. But I mean, like I said, people do bring up Ukraine, but it's very, very small. It's like they'll say something, and as long as I change the subject, it really doesn't go anywhere. Man, I should I should ask DJ to come on and like talk to him about it. I'm curious what his experiences would be, mm-hmm. and like it's probably a whole different story, you uh, know. DJ, I mean, you probably it would be great to have him on the show just to see where he's. He's started. an interesting person. Yeah, he really is. He hustles. I mean, he puts oh, in the yeah. work. And um, just the way his mind thinks is, he's, but I he's wonder, brilliant. I wonder if he feels like he has to, you know. And I, I mm-hmm. I've mentioned this because um, Kentra is a friend of mine, and she works here. And we just had this big diversity class with mm-hmm. Karen Dupre. She taught the class, and it was amazing. But um, Kentra was talking to her one day, and they came into an open house or something, and Kentra was all dressed up and. And Karen was like, oh, man, you're dressed up today. And Kentra was like, I have to. Mm, like, I don't really, really I, have, I have to. I don't have a choice. I can't show up in, like, jeans and a T-shirt. You know, I can't do that. Right. And, and I, I just thought that was really interesting. I think it does. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it does make a big difference. You know, like, I can show up in shorts and a tank top. Not that I have, but. But Bob does. But he's like <laughs> Mr. Miami, you know. It's like. <laughs> You're right. from Miami. I feel like you can just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the it's the it's like the suave, you know, the the atmosphere that you create around you and the way you come into it and present yourself. I think that makes a big difference, you know. So if you are confident in yourself, the way people perceive you is going to be a lot different. So, so who is your main? Are you working more buyers or sellers right now? Uh, really, it's half and half. Last year was more buyers than sellers, uh, and then this year. This year, it's actually been more listings than anything else. Okay, so this year is in 2020, or or yeah, this I mean, just in the past just, two weeks. Dang, yeah. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, jeez, <laughs> um, what was I going to ask you? Um, I was going to ask you what you is there one that you enjoy working more than more than the other? I like the negotiations when it comes down to buyers and you know getting them into a house. Like last year, for example, I had a family that was moving from, was it Congo? Yeah, it was from oh, Congo. Oh, I have some of those people too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they send you referrals after referrals after that. Because it's uh, like a whole family. Yeah. I have one right now, and they're from uh, Ghana, I think. Mm-hmm. And they sent, she's like, my sister's buying a house. I want you to work with her. I'm yeah. Like, okay. I mean, it, it seems like certain people are more appreciative than others of what you do for them. Some people take it for granted. Like, you'll sell them a house, and they're like, okay, that's cool. And then other people, they'll be like, I mean, praising you up to the heavens, you know. Um, I believe I had a family from Egypt that we had a little complications. And, uh, you know, they were a young family with two kids. And it kind of reminded me of my parents when they moved here. So, like, seeing, you know, I worked extra hard when it comes to making sure everything was going to happen, make sure all their paperwork's right. I even bought them a plane ticket to get back to the U.S. No, you did so, not. So, yeah, so his credit was good still. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, he always, he of course, paid me back after a certain period of time. But just seeing, putting my parents wow. in his feet and knowing that, like, you know, they want to get into a house. They don't know anybody in this country. And then just taking that step uh, to make sure that they got into the house was was kind of big. So I'd say working with buyers has been has been more uh, appealing than working with listings. So are you um, where do these buyers come from? Because you're not necessarily picking them up on mm-hmm. Red X. I mean, are they coming through from Zillow? Uh, lead resources. Yeah. Zillow is one of them. Of course, Realtor.com. Are um, you all using OpCity? I haven't heard of that one, so I don't believe so. I think, so. so OpCity bought Realtor.com. Okay. And it's like a brokerage, like your brokerage has to sign up for it. Mm-hmm. And you'll get the lead on your phone. It'll be like, 
Nick wants to buy, you know, a $200,000 home in Masterson Station. Do you want this lead? And you have to click on it right there. Mm-hmm. And they're like on the phone, just like Zillow. They're on the phone. But you don't pay for that. It's free until you close it. And then when you close it, you cut them, a, you know, 30%. Right. You pay it to Op City. Really? So it's pretty interesting. I mean, why not? You're, you got nothing to lose. You're right. not out any money, but. Cause I know the way that realtor.com worked was like, they'll send the same lead to three different agents. Uh, and whoever so gets to it stupid. First. Yeah. I hated that. Oh, well, I they, hate that. Yeah. Cause you have to explain it to them. Like, listen, by the way, you're about to get two other calls. Yeah. Just, just ignore them. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob is still, um, the team is still doing Zillow. Uh, yeah. So not, not on a high, not on a high kind of a turnaround. Not like he yeah. used to from yeah. what I've heard. I have also, there is a rumor that, that, that he is kind of cutting down, that the team is cutting down on these Zillow leads because there's a huge backlog of them. I have it too. Mm. I have 200 and something leads. I just looked today sitting in there and I'm like, oh God, what am I going to do? Should I pick up the phone and call these people? And right. someone said that that Bob and, and the team is now calling those people from a year ago or whatever. Uh, basically like old leads that were in there old zillow leads mm-hmm. yeah i mean anything's a lead and we you know if it was a lead from before we do definitely like to follow up and check up just to see if they're still looking so i mean you know sometimes you know they were interested and then things happen you know and then all of a sudden they're not interested for half a year a year and then we call them back and all of a sudden they're like yeah listen we're ready to go again so yeah i mean we'll we'll call so it works it does work yeah have you ever closed a nurture lead oh yeah Ones no that we way! Up? Yeah. No way! Oh yeah. <laughs> we were talking about this today with a couple of our of of our agents here, and none of us have ever closed a nurture lead. Really? Ever? We uh, can't even get them on the phone. <laughs> I just closed one. I think it was eight hundred, eight hundred twenty thousand dollars one from a nurture lead. A I'm not ready to speak to an agent. Oh yeah. He basically I'm not ready to speak to an agent, but I'm looking for this set him up on the criteria he's like you're the only one that's sending me things that fit my criteria and not a bunch of other you know bs and so but you on. set him up on l bar to receive that or uh no or what? Through, our, through our through our website okay so i like to set him up on both actually on the website and on flex mls just because okay. flex mls i feel like you can i mean just like our be website. quicker or something yeah exactly so just make sure they don't miss anything are you guys using a crm or do you um I know Keller Williams probably has their own, like, um, it tells you, you know, Nick, you, you were working with Tiffany two weeks ago. You need to call her again. Does it remind you to do that stuff? No, we use a system called sync. So we actually set our own uh-huh. reminders. And so I've heard, I've heard it's great. It is. It is. I mean, it has everything on there, the home searches and then the reminders, follow-ups, appointment sets. Everything. When you say home searches, does that mean that you, like, if I'm looking for a three bed, two bath? In uh, Heartland, you can set me up on a search through there and send me property. Will it automatically send me property? Yeah. I mean, you no. can set it up on a daily basis. You can set it up on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. That's what I want. That's <laughs> what I want. I'm looking for a CRM that does just that. But Honestly, it's it's a great system. It's to the point where I'm, you don't want to ever miss anything. You know, you're not going to be like, listen, I had someone I had to call back because you can set the reminders right there. Uh, you know, if they, they look at something, it'll pop up on your phone saying, hey, they just viewed this in this property. So so I want to talk to you about branding because you are on a team. Mm-hmm. Do you, and that that is kind of a, a, a tricky, you know, kind of a subject that it's, right. it's building a brand. Do you think that being on new, the New Home Collective is, is helping you build a, a, a brand of Nick? Or does it, does it matter? Are you like, you know, I'm turning some business. Right. I don't care. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> at this point, it's more of a new home collective. So you're not building a personal brand. At the same time, you have the clients you deal with. They know you on a personal level. But to say that you're like building a personal brand, you're not. You're really building the team's brand. Um, so, I mean, you, you still stand out. I mean, like I said, on our websites, you can do blogs. Uh, I do blogs on my own personal page. Um, my personal website as well. So you can still build the brand, but it's mostly new home collectives. On a team, you just build a team brand. So what what were you doing before real estate? Uh, before real estate, I was in school, like a lot of Ukrainians, uh, either for, well, I was in nursing school. So I was in nursing okay. school at EKU. And um, Wait, I enjoyed it. so you, how old were you when you got your real estate license? Uh, 24. 
24, 25. So you were like, you were young. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I was still in school. I uh, thought nursing was for me, but I like to be intimate with people, but not at that such a Not like level. wiping their butts. Yeah, and that's, that's real intimate. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's why uh, that just didn't work out for me. Like I can stitch people up, no problem, but just. So someone not. like falls off a roof, you're like, I got you, but don't be on that roof. <laughs> yeah. I had a buddy call me because my dad actually had a grinder blade go through his <laughs> knee. And so he waited six hours, called me up. I had a suture kit and stitched him up. And then uh, one of our buddies called me. He was like, listen, I know you stitched up your dad. I don't have health insurance. I need to get this stitched up. So came over, stitched him up, called me the next day. And was like, hey, I'm good. <laughs> that is like full service right there. That <laughs> right? is like, but you also, from what I know, I mean, I don't, you also do like a renovation business, right? Yeah. Five you, star renovation. Yeah. And I've, I've called you before for, for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still doing that? So last year when I was still with, no, not last year, sorry. The year before when I was still with Remax was a big year where I was focused on creating that brand and building up my construction company. And so I'm a general contractor license. You insured. are? Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the liability, all that I have. And then it got to the point where I had to hire, get my two brothers to partner up with me. So now they run most of it. I still get all the referrals, still organize it, make sure everything's running smoothly. Well, you have the clientele yeah. to send to them. So, yeah, it's it's a good niche to have, you know, helping out other agents. I've, I think I've helped at least probably at least 10 agents now with, let's say, their inspection reports and so on. So window replacements, door replacements, all that good stuff. Man, I had no idea. I um, we we just had a, a buyer's panel today. We mm-hmm. talked about. I was on this panel about um, uh, working with buyers, mm-hmm. and they were talking about home inspections and when things go very south. And I was like, you know, honestly, like I just tell people uh, before you panic, mm-hmm. let me call my GC. Let me call my handyman and see, you know, how much this is going to be. Because nine times out of ten, it's really not what you think. Right. A buyer will love to be like, that's going to be $10,000. And I'm like, oh, hold up now. Like, it's probably going to be like two. Yeah. I and mean, yeah. That's a big part. With a lot of inspectors, too, they scare a lot of clients. Well, they'll be like, that's a big cost. But who's it's your, like, Who's your home inspector? <laughs> well, we use more than one. Christian House is a big one that we use. Yep. Uh, with He's just, I mean, he's very thorough with his work. So um, a lot of times you'll get an inspector who's like, well, that's a big cost. That's a big cost. But... Like, you don't know. Yeah, if you don't say actually what a big cost is for someone, it might be a big cost for someone. You know? Right. Um, but yeah, so we'll, I mean, in my, my five-star renovation of the company, we'll go in there. Like, let's say if someone's trying to sell their house and want to see if it's worth it to get a finished basement, to finish out the basement or not, we're able to put that as well. So it's like, listen, if you finish out your basement, it's going to cost you this much, but this is how much value it's going to bring to your house. So we're wow. able to do that as well. That's That's cool, yeah. man. That's uh, no, I didn't. I mean, see, that's why I do this. Like, people are interesting, and you, you just, you know, I work with you for thirty days, and then you're just gone out of my life forever. Right, I don't right. know anything about you. Like, <laughs> I might never see that client again, but like, I'm gonna see you again. Right, exactly. So I want to know, like, I, you know, I'm just curious. So how did how did you get started in the real estate business? Uh, real estate business. I got started through another agent. He actually, well, my dad has a body shop and dealership. Well, didn't you say you bought a, is, did you say you bought a duplex or did I? Um, I did. No. Well, I do have a duplex. Yeah. Oh, you do. Few, okay. Actually, but, oh, um, <laughs> I have a few. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, the way I got into real estate, I was still in nursing school and I sold a truck cause I sold cars on the side as well. Yeah. Uh, I sold it. Oops, sorry. You're I, like a wheeler dealer, man. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I sold a truck to an agent and then he was like, he's like, you're pretty good at this, the whole negotiating and everything. And then I was like, listen, if nursing doesn't work out, I'll get into real estate. Wow. So, and that was Gary Denton. Gary Denton, yes. Yeah. Yes. So do you still talk to him? Do you still have contact with him? And Honestly, I haven't I haven't spoken to him in quite a while now. It's, shoot, it's been a couple of years, actually. Probably should give him a call. You should give him a call and be like, you started it all, man. Right. You just started, you started it all. So I have all these questions and, and you know, you, you're a little bit different because you're on a team and I, I ask people how you generate business. Mm-hmm. But before you were, you were on a team, I mean, but you know how it goes. Like you could pay for Red X and you could right. pay for Zillow and you could pay for Realtor.com and whatever. And, you know, you could, you could pay for all these things for yourself. Right. Um, 
like like me but do you do i work them like i should no i don't work them like bob and mm. i don't i don't set time every day to do it so is that is that the secret is like you can pay for all these things but if you don't have that structure mm. it's not gonna work i feel like when you're starting out you do need to spend money to make money and i feel like that's a big part of where people are scared where it's like oh, you know i'm gonna be spending 200 300 bucks a month you know or like every couple months for these leads and they're afraid to pay this money out but it's like you do need to spend money to make money and if you follow up yeah having systems set in place where like listen today i'm gonna have to make calls from this to this time follow up with the people that are you know interested in buying a home or selling a home i think that's a very big part of it and just not being scared to make those calls do you dread it every morning or are you just (laughs) getting over it now like i've heard a lot of people like these big cold callers are like i love it it's the best part of my day like Mm -hmm. they just it's just like second nature to them it gets to that point where you start making so many you start making so many calls and it's connecting with so many people that you know you're not afraid to make those calls because you know i mean the objections are usually the same you know they're always going to be one of the five one of the ten objections but it comes down to that point where it's just you have bad days you have good days i remember when i just started making making the calls and i was i think i called a it was I don't think it was a probate deal, I believe is what it was. Oh, man. Are you all calling probate, too? No, we're not. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> we, I, But I think I called one one day, and I asked for a certain person, and, well, that person wasn't around anymore. Oh. So that made it very awkward. Nah. I think I went home after that, actually. <laughs> like, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, it, just was, it wasn't a good feeling. And I was like, ah, no. 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 There are people that do call probate, and <laughs> I think Red X has a, a probate, like, you can pay yeah, for. Yeah, I believe they do. And Man. I mean, I feel like for like a lot of investors, you know, if you I'm are sure one, I'm sure it's great. Yeah, like, if you are one, because you see like all the, a lot of these wholesalers and so on. Yeah, I could, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that. Uh, I just don't have that mm. to do it. So where do you, where does, where do you want your business to go? Where do you want it to be in two years down the road? Honestly, if I can get to level of property brothers, I'll be great. You know, <laughs> um, I do want to still continue my renovation business in the real estate. Like I said, things are going really well um, to, you know, to grow. I mean, every agent wants to grow. So, you know, being able to get to that point where people are calling you, you know, and sending you referrals and sending you referrals from your sphere, from past clients. So, I mean, honestly, where I'm at, I just wanted to grow tenfold. So you all said, I mean, I know the thing I've been on teams before mm-hmm. too, so I know it's you set these goals and you you have big goals and um, so you you've been how long have you been on the team? Uh, since last April. Okay, so you're you're almost to a year, almost, right? Almost to a year, yeah. So when you when you first came on, do you set that goal? Do you set a year goal or did you just set a goal from like April to December? Um, I set a year goal where I said I want to make a certain amount. And, um, you know, are you hitting it? Cause oh, April's coming up. Like, yeah, I'm hitting it. So it's so th- what three months from now it'll be, it'll be here. It'll be here. Yeah. I mean, well, like with the team, like my business did double joining the team. Um, honestly, the team did great last year. We had, I think 190, 190 homes sold, 100, wow. almost 40 million is where we're at. Have, but he had a, he had some transition, uh, I don't know if it was last year, if it was mm-hmm. the year before, but he did have quite a bit of transition. Mm-hmm. People last coming, year. people going. You know, it seems. I don't. I don't know the other team members. I right. just know you and DJ. But you all, DJ, been there a while. Uh, yeah, DJ was ISA, and then he became an agent as well. So, oh, wow. So um, he's probably like super comfortable on the phone being mm-hmm. an ISA. Like, I think a lot of people that want to get into real estate probably should start from a position like ISA for another agent. Um, and then just kind of shadow because I mean, getting thrown into with the lines, you know, going against other agents, and then it, it, it can be difficult. But if you're an ISA, I think you learn how people react, kind of hear how people are on the phones. Mm-hmm. That does help with um, with getting over that fear. I thought about I've thought about hiring an ISA, mm-hmm. like a local person, but there's all these companies out there that that will call the leads for you yeah. and. I don't know if Bob has ever taken advantage of a company like that, but um, I don't know if that works quite so mm-hmm. well or not. I forgot what it was called. Um, we were using that for a little while. We don't anymore, but they would, yeah, they would call the leads before. They would qualify them. A lot of times, though, that qualification just didn't work. So, like, they'd be calling them and they'd qualify them off certain parameters, but it just... 
but no one can work it like like I can or yeah. like you can. You know, that's my fear is like if I'm calling a Red X lead, like I know what to say to those people. Exactly. And, you know, if I don't want to work with them, I just don't. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, it, it's always great when you get to that point where you can choose who you work with and who you don't work with. Uh, because sometimes people are just unrealistic. Like they'll be moving from like Seattle, which I have a few clients, and they'll be like, well, I want five, ten acres of land. And they all of a sudden think their prices are so much lower than theirs. He's like, oh, I wanted for a hundred thousand inside of Lexington. I'm like, that's no, that's not gonna happen. That's, that doesn't no. exist. I have a lot of those. So yeah. why why did you want to do this? Why did you want to get into real estate? Uh, sales is in my blood. I mean, honestly, dad was always in sales, whether with cars or with anything. I mean, he he was a shoemaker actually in Ukraine for a little while, and then wow, uh, cobbler. Yeah, at 18, he actually was one of the three people in the city who owned a vehicle, and. Uh, he was actually the wow. first one who had a company with employees. I mean, I think he had five, six employees at 18. So he hustles. So why why did they move to Seattle? Uh, honestly, I actually don't know why he moved from Ukraine. He made a promise to his dad before his dad passed away that, you know, he would take his family out. But, I mean, he was doing, mm-hmm. you know, in Ukraine, not everyone does well, but he was doing he was doing well. Well, I know there's a lot of shaky ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it was... You know, just to a lot of people just want to come here just to, you know, the American dream type thing. Right. I, I'm not sure. But Seattle, you know, it's a huge city. So why that city? Um, well, well, like most Ukrainians, they go on one of the one, one or the other side of the New borders. York or they'll, yeah, be in, so they'll be in California, Washington, Oregon, or they're going to be in New York, Carolina, Florida, you know, so it's kind of on the edges. Hmm. Um, but that's what just where we start out because we had a lot of family in Seattle still do. Um Kind of have family all over, Colorado, Florida, Seattle. So you know that if you were selling real estate in Seattle, I mean, you'd be a millionaire. Yeah. Do you think about that? (laughs) I think about that because I came from the Nashville market and I'm like, if I were selling what I'm selling here, I'd be a damn millionaire. Mm. So... I, it does. I mean, I have a buddy who posts all the time, and he's a real estate agent in Seattle. And I mean, he'll be like pending, pending, pending. It's like seven hundred, one point two million, one point five million, and that's like on a weekly. Yeah. Know, I mean, he's my age, and he's well. Yeah. It's it's a whole different market out there, and there's a lot more population. Let's say when it comes to like Ukrainian Slavic people. Uh, so I mean, as long as you know how to work your sphere and work the area, yeah, I, I think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. If you, let's say you had a friend that comes to you and is like, Nick, I'm thinking about getting my real estate license. What do you, what do you tell those people? Well, I tell them right off the bat that it's not what they think it is. Um, to the point where it's like, just because you get your license doesn't mean that all of a sudden business is going to flow your way. But I mean, that's any business. That's what we thought, though. Yeah. That's what I, I uh, was no, like, I man, I got my license. <laughs> Where's the business? <laughs> right. It's like all of a sudden it's supposed to be flooding with You're phone right? calls. But um i'd say it comes down to the point where i tell them like listen you should job shadow someone and i do sit down i mean i take them out to lunch take them out to dinner sit down with them explain to them the system tell them that there is going to be a lot of calling you know there if you want to succeed then you're gonna have to hustle you're not just going to be sitting at home or thinking you have all this time because i feel like a lot of people get into real estate thinking that it's going to give them so much time but right it doesn't to be successful you need to be putting in the time so you know, sometimes your day starts at 9 a.m. Sometimes it might start later. And then sometimes it ends at, you know, 2. But sometimes it ends at literally 9 o'clock at night. So, But you had time recently to get married, didn't you? I did. I you did. You just got married. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so what does your wife do? Uh, she is. She got a degree in business marketing. And she was working at Maker's Mark for their marketing team. Uh, and then, do you get free bourbon? Well, it was such a far drive. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a two-hour drive there and back. She drove that to, or did she work from home? No, she worked from there. So she I, was driving the two hours. <laughs> yeah. So now she, I, well, she doesn't work there anymore. So right now she's oh. uh, she's looking for a job, but it's gonna be somewhere closer. For Man, sure. I feel like marketing people like that. Like it seems like the real estate industry. I mean, we mm-hmm. we love those people. Yeah. You know, we I love those people because I hate it. I hate marketing. <laughs> I just really do. But I think that's a big portion of real estate. You know, there is, of course, you know, the the calls you have to make, you know, the business you have to drive. But the marketing is a big portion of what we do. And I feel like a lot of agents, we just don't market ourselves the way that we should. Yeah. So how do you manage? How do you how do you balance this life and then this business? It can be hard at times, <laughs> you know, especially you know because I, I do like to put in the hours you know the time for the business so for life you just got i mean you have to time block 
that's a big part of it. It's just time block. Have a planner and then just literally be like, all right, this is the days I set aside for specifically, I mean, you know, to spend time with families, to spend time with friends. Are you working weekends? Are you working open house? Open houses, I like to, no, I like to schedule them for Fridays. Honestly, you do Friday evening open house, mm-hmm. four to and six. It, it works out like people come. I'd say most of my open houses that I did on the week weekday have been more successful than the weekends. Someone here just did one on Thursday. It was mm-hmm. Corey. Corey just did one on Thursday, and he said it was like a madhouse. Yeah, I'd say you know on the weekends people are like us. You know they want to relax, they want to have a good time. They don't, you know, yeah. Some people that are looking for houses they want to do that, but I think that the more like serious buyers are looking during the weekdays so you know they're like i'm just getting off work at five o'clock i'm gonna run by this house real quick and then i'll go home that's Mm -hmm. a great idea and then i mean freeze up your weekend instead of having an open house from two to four on sunday it just throws you off you know it's just that way you do you do that every friday uh not every friday a lot of times with new listings i'll do it you know for a few weeks and so i mean you hopefully if it's priced right it sells quicker than that especially in this market so you all are not i mean you're working everywhere it seemed i've seen new home collective signs Mm -hmm. like my boyfriend was from maysville and Mm -hmm. i used to we used to drive back and forth that's an hour away right and 45 minutes up through there i'm like what in the hell it's a bob friggin' sign like 45 minutes (laughs) that's probably one of the reasons i actually joined the team was because of the exposure they get you know it's i think i was driving on old richmond road one day and then his sign showed up on this beautiful house and then, you know, down the street, another one of his signs. And I think it just stands out where it's, you know, it's not in one certain area. It was all throughout. So seeing that, you know, it's when we say we service this one in 17, 18 other counties. So we like to. Are you so most people are like, I work Fayette County and the surrounding mm-hmm. counties. I swear Bob is like, oh, you live in Somerset? <laughs> we'll go there. Like, that's right. crazy. I mean, we, we do. You know, we, we like to sell homes and we like to help people buy them. So would we, you take a listing 45 minutes away for 100000 At this point, no. <laughs> but you have team members that probably yeah. would. Oh, yeah. So um, you're not the newest team member. No, uh, we have two other team members that came That are newer? Okay. Like you were saying, I mean, we kind of restructured restructured everything last year. So I kind of came in when the structure was getting put in place. Um, so it's 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 definitely different than what it was, what it was before I got there. So um, I I want to talk to you a little bit about like Zillow and iBuyer and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you're probably well well rehearsed in Zillow, and and I mean Bob's a, a big Zillow dude. Like he, mm-hmm. I think he built. I mean, he built that business from Zillow, from from what I have heard. I'm going to ask him next week. But, right, right. Um, do you? We were talking about this today too in this buyers panel. But do you? Do you think? I mean, when you read these Inman articles, it's the death of the buyers agent. Do you think there's a, an end to a buyers agent? Um, I think that they're going to have to be putting in more work. You know, especially where like. You know, you hear that stuff on the news. Where More it's work. Like, <laughs> I show people 40 houses. They don't buy a thing. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it comes down to what we do for our buyer presentation. We like to sit down with them and ask them, you know, 500 questions and show them their criteria homes instead of being like, listen, you know, like, okay, when are you ready to start looking? We like to sit down and be like, listen, this is what you're looking for. This is what you want. That's what I'm going to be showing you. So when you get a, let's, are you still getting Zillow leads? Uh, we, yeah, we, we do get Zillow leads. Yes. So let's say you get a Zillow lead and they, cause you know, they call you and they're right, right there on the phone and you're, you take the call and it's someone that's like, oh, I want to see this house on, you know, Carney Creek or mm-hmm. whatever. What is, what do you do? What is your, what is your reaction? Uh, so right away my reaction is uh, I look up the, look up the property. I see where it's priced at. I ask them, is that the price range they want to be in? Is that the location they want to be in? So I don't tell ask them directly about that house right away. I kind of ask them about what the range is. So I find out what they're looking for, their criteria. You know, are they pre-approved? I like to pre-qualify right there on that phone call. So are they pre-approved? Do they have a house to sell? Are they renting? Um, do you they, ask them if they're working with an agent? Of course, yeah. That's one thing we ask them. Do they have a buyer agreement signed? You know, buyer. Because I'm really bad. I'm really bad about that. With like, no, I always ask them. But here's 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 what I do, and mm-hmm. here's what you shouldn't do. <laughs> I tell you from bad experience. 
I'm like, oh, I, oh, I got this lead from Carney Creek. I want to see this house. I'm like, great. When are you available? I'm free, you know, Friday at two. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that sounds great. You know, maybe I can run you some other houses, whatever. And I'll have this big long conversation. And then I'm like, oh, by the way, are you working with a realtor? Oh, yeah, my sister's a realtor. I'm like, <laughs> damn it. I just had this long conversation. I wasted, I wasted 10 minutes on you, right. you know? So. I'm going to get better at just asking them up front. Like, are yeah. you working with an agent? I don't want to waste my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that, that is definitely one of the first questions that we ask. Well, like I said, we'll ask what price range they're in. Is that the location they want to be in? You know, are they renting? Do they own? And then, of course, yeah. Are they working with an agent? Do they have a buyer agreement signed with that agent? Has that agent, you know, what have they been showing them? If they don't have anything signed, then we kind of tell them, like, listen, we do like for you to come in for a buyer representation, a buyer okay. presentation. We go over but the if you know if if it's a hot property and mm-hmm. you know that that thing is going to be sold, if they're you know what today's Thursday, if you're if they're like I can come tomorrow evening, you're going to be like, dude, that thing is going to be sold. Mm-hmm. So do you try to get them in quicker? Uh, yeah, and then we just do the presentation there on the spot. So you do it there. Yeah, exactly. So do you have, is it paper? I mean, are you printing out paper or do you bring like an iPad or something uh, like that? iPad, but then it gets down to that point where we know the presentation pretty, I mean, we know it by heart almost. So we'll okay. go through it and I mean, we'll explain it to them. If they have any specific questions, then we'll be like, listen, come into the office, we'll do this. But if they do like that house and I know that they're pre-approved, um, then we get, I mean, honestly, we just write the contract right there and then. So Zillow has just announced it's supposed to come out today. I haven't seen it today, mm-hmm. but another agent said that they've already seen this, that um, the request a tour has just came out today. Um, so when you're on, if you're a consumer and you're on Zillow and you see the house on you know Main Street and you're like, man, that's cool. I want to request a tour. You can click on that and say, I want to request a tour for tonight at 530. And I don't know how, I think it's coming out to premier agents like it regularly was. I don't know if they're calling me and being like, hey, are you free at 530? And I'll be like, yeah, I am. I don't know how it's getting to the agent, but I do know that that just came out today. Hmm. So I think that's really interesting, um, especially with a team and with, you know, there's a lot of people here that do those buyer consult. They want you to come in to the office and meet and Zillow's kind of pushing us away from that. They're making it like a less personal connection. A little bit. Um, a, a little bit. Mm. Like it's, uh, it's everything is, is now. It's quick. It's I want it now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that's going to mean for people that do buyer's consults and want you to come in. Right. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what that's going to mean for that. Which I, I still think that it's still going to be a big thing, especially where a lot of these buyers, like I had one call yesterday and he's like, I got pre-approved for 150 I'm looking at houses at 120 because that way I can use that thirty thousand dollars for something else. But I'm like, good luck to you. you know, I'm like, that's not how it works, you know. So education, I think, will always be important. And Zillow is kind of like you said, everything's quick, quick, quick. Get in, get in. But it's like I'm not gonna drive 45 minutes out to show you a property if I know that if I don't know anything about you. Like, I mean, there's no reason for, that me. I'm gonna be driving 45 minutes if I don't even know if you're pre-approved or kind of where you're at and kind of get a conversation going where I'm like, okay you know they're serious they're going to be looking if this is in the house i know they're at least going to be buying within the next three months or six months you know so instead of it's a warm lead or a nurture or if it's a hot lead we like to know that ahead of time so. i think that's interesting um and maybe you know going back to the news day mm-hmm. piece that you know these teams are heavily heavily structured yeah so it's not a you know a an african-american buyer comes in and you say one thing and then the white people come in you say one thing yeah that's pretty uh, crazy. team structures are structured they're mm. rigid um you know you have the same qualifications because this is a phone call i mean you don't know what they look like at all exactly um so the qualifications are the same mm-hmm. and you know and i don't know I just think that's really interesting that maybe if some of these Newsday agents were team members on a team, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been that way. I feel like yeah, big big issue is agents are coming into you know becoming agents and they're inexperienced. You know they're inexperienced to the point where it's they'll come in here and then all of a sudden a company hires them on because you know some brokers brokerages just hired to have more people on there and instead of it just educating them they feel like hey as long as you're bringing something in bringing a deal in you know putting yourself out there 
But, I mean, a lot of times you'll get on the phone call and you say Keller Williams or you'll say some other company and people are like, oh, I don't want to work with them. But it's like... Have you had that? Oh, yeah. Really? Quite a bit. Well, I mean, with Keller Williams having over 100, what, 150, 160 agents just in one office, there's always going to be some bad eggs in it. So. I mean, yeah, that's true. Um, do you... I I met with Keller Williams in 2015 mm-hmm. when I first moved here, and that was it, Gary Keller had stepped down, and it was someone else that had took over the company. And their big their mentality back then was to hire everybody, hire right. anybody. Oh, you're part timer. You you know you sell one home a year. You know whatever. Like mm-hmm. we we want you at Keller Williams. And now that has really shifted. I think the whole industry has shifted to you know, quality over quantity type thing. Right. Do you, do you feel that way over there? Because that particular office was, it was huge. Mm-hmm. It really was. I feel like they're, yeah, they're shifting towards that, you know, more experience, more training. So they will hire agents, but they want you to get the training. So they'll hold these classes and they'll offer these classes and they'll keep offering the classes to make sure that, uh, that you know what you're doing, you know, that you are educated. So they'll hold classes like, where do you want to be this year? What do you want to do this year? Scripts and so on. And they'll bring guest speakers and all that as well. And I feel like that's very, uh, that's very needed in our industry for the new agents that come into the business. So how, how does, how do we repair that image of, um, you know, we have a terrible image. I mean, mm-hmm. realtors have a terrible image. We are, the used car salesman of, right. of real estate, you know, mm-hmm. and how do we repair that image of anybody can do this? It doesn't take a genius to sell real estate. This is very easy. Uh, anybody can do it. How do we repair that? Um, I think by making, let's say, certif- you know, certifications and actually getting your real estate license not as easy as it has been. Because I feel like that's a big issue where it's like, like you said, anyone can do it. But it's like if you actually get the proper education and so on before you actually just give them, you know, like, hey, you're a licensed agent. You took one or two tests and all of a sudden you passed here, pay this amount. And all of a sudden, boom, boom, you know, you're you're a realtor. I feel like it needs to be more um, more, more monitored or at least more monitored afterwards. You know, your first certain deals, I mean, like Elbar Association, have someone that actually goes over everything, make sure that, you know, things are yeah. going smoothly. Or maybe on even a broker level, like with like with Keller Williams, they they have all these classes. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if it's mandatory there when you're a brand new agent. I don't know if it's mandatory to take these. But at Lifestyle, what they're what they're doing now is if you're a brand new agent, you come in, you have to close two buys and two sales with a mentor, mm-hmm. like Tawanda uh, or Michelle Gunter or all these people that like have mentors under them, right? You you have to learn from these people and you they don't. And from my understanding, you know, you pay your 30 percent commission to your broker. Well, and that money just goes to like Oz in the sky. Like, where is what is this money going to? Well, there it's going to a one on one mentorship with Mm -hmm. a big agent that teaches you two sales and two buys and then you can go off on your own like i think that's pretty cool yeah i think that that's actually a really good idea but these mentors i feel like they should be not just random agents as well they should be qualified agents that deal specifically with mentorship so it gets down to like they you know their position their job is when a new agent comes in they'll get a percentage of that but then they educate him and then they sign off on it and say hey you know this one is ready to hit the field running by himself does your team have um coaches yeah, yeah, definitely have coaches. Um, you know. Or it's Bob, like the coach, the like the team members. I mean, I would imagine like Bob himself might have a coach, oh, but yeah. the team is like, okay, we are we are on Bob's team. Like he is our coach. Like so I don't know. We do have coaching calls, so we'll have a call with the team. So like there'll be a, one one morning, I think it's every month, where you actually are on a phone call with the coach. So the whole team gets together, we go through it, let's say through our systems and all that. If we have questions or we have like questions about the real estate, then we do have a coach who does that. And then if you do want a coach, you can always, Bob can always help you set that up as well. I just want to say out there to anyone that's listening, I do know that there are coaches at this, at Keller Williams that are making like a thousand dollars per client per month. 
I am here to offer my services <laughs> at half price. Right. <laughs> I would love to call you in the evening and just shit on you for not doing what you're supposed to do. Just call me and be like, hey, man, I was supposed to be like cold calling today and I didn't. I'll be like, you are the worst human. Right. And I'll do that for 500. <laughs> Honestly, like a life coach, that'd be great. I'm going to, this is our future business here. Like I'm, we're putting it out there. Nick and I are available. We'll do it for 500. Right, right. <laughs> so I just, my last question to you is what makes you passionate about this? Um, it's the people, you know, it's the people that you work with on a daily, on a daily basis, weekly basis. So I'm putting a smile on a family's face for them to go from renting a property or, you know, moving to this country and then having to live in an apartment or so on. And then all of a sudden they own, you know, something that's theirs, you know, that American dream. I think that makes a big difference for me. Um, that's what I'm passionate about is making, I mean, making dreams come true, really. That's awesome. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, my name is Tiffany. This is The Woke Agent. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on iTunes and thewokeagent.com. 